Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty, everyone. Thanks for uh, visiting today. I'm with my good friends, Todd and Tamara Engwall of Destiny 508. Thanks for being here, guys. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting us. Well, it's our pleasure. We're uh, we're excited to hear from you and tell a little bit about your story today and what you're doing to help uh, faith-based organizations across the country to really take back their rights, protect their liberties, uh, constitutional liberties, uh, freedom of speech, freedom to assemble, and and so forth, with what I think is probably a little-known approach. Um, I, I certainly wasn't aware of it till I met you two and was introduced to the process. So, uh, looking forward to the show today and sharing uh, both your story and what you're doing to help uh, organizations of this kind. So, you know, I always start out our show. Uh, by sharing just a couple of reasons why I invited you to be on the show. And uh, first and foremost, I just referred to the fact that you're doing something that people need to know about. I think there's uh, you have a lot of interest. I mean, you've received what, thousands of phone calls about it just in the last little while. What was it, over 4,000 calls uh, asking for information? Uh, that obviously says there's some, in- some interest out there in what you're offering. Uh, secondly, I was really inspired by your story and why you started Destiny 508. I, I love the backstory. I love the the, the purpose, the, the mission that you're, you're, you've set out here on. And I think it's something that would, uh, would resonate with our listeners. So really appreciate you guys being here. I know you're on the road today. I think, are you in a hotel room right now? Or, well, or we're hiding out. <laughs> we are at our daughter's house and uh, using one of their extra rooms and uh, to be able to be here. So, yeah, we're we're on the road, but we brought our gear uh, and uh, video and audio equipment, even for such a, a time as this. And we're, uh, we're we're blessed to be on the road and travel and meet a lot of our nonprofit leaders, ministry leaders around the country. We're traveling from Texas through California and uh, heading up into Washington. We're in Washington right now. We have some more uh, travel here coming up in the next month. Right. Well, I'm a road tripper. I uh, did my last show in uh, my last two shows, uh, one in the middle of the hurricane down in uh, Orlando. No. Literally, we were there in Orlando as it went right over our heads. And then the next week I did a, a show in Virginia. We were at Liberty University talking about uh, what we do. So, uh, so I'm, you know, it's always a little more challenging when you're trying to work on the road, or you're out of your element and so forth, but I appreciate you guys making it happen. So absolutely. <laughs> so let's jump into your your story. I'd like to, I'd love to hear just a little bit about both of you, where you're from, and maybe how you met. Let's let's start at the very beginning and uh, then we'll get into a little bit of the backstory on Destiny 508. So ladies first, Tamara, you want to tell us about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am a very proud mom of three. We have 12 grandkids. We actually have eight kids together. And uh, we got two grandkids, one great grandbaby and one on the way. So they are the joy of our life. And the one thing we love about the 508C1A, I'm just going to throw this in here because it's what we call a legacy asset. 
So we have a daughter and a granddaughter working in the company in the ministry with us. Mm-hmm. So um, it can carry on for generations. So we're super excited about that. So that's a big part of our life. And um, my background is I've been doing either nonprofit or government type of, of work administratively as a mentor, as an educator for over 30 years. So this is my heart and my passion. I've tried the 508 or 501c3 route, you know, in starting my own, and I crashed miserably at it. And um, my compassion (laughs) for others who are starting a ministry, it it motivates me to help them succeed. So that is my motivation of why we get to do what we do. And I really love seeing nonprofit leaders succeed. So that's my passion of what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my my background, I, I grew up uh, as a pastor's kid, a Baptist pastor's uh, son in uh, in Oregon and uh, went to seminary myself and, and been in ministry. And I my my professional uh, certification and degrees in, in project management and business analysis as well. And uh, I love that the whole uh, the whole pr- process of, of getting projects started and businesses launched and everything. So that's what I do on, on our side. We, I do, I help with the marketing and the training as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we love ministry. We love people getting, having a framework that the church can have to go forward with a little less encumbrance um, than what's traditionally known as the, the church. Mm-hmm. Church doesn't have to be uh, an incorporated nonprofit. It can be unincorporated, but we love what we're uh, able to do with a simple private um, incorporated nonprofit with 508C1A. Um, so that's a bit of our background. Well, we're both pastors. We both yeah. have gone to seminary and Bible college and mm-hmm. jumped through all the hoops. But um, <laughs> with our own ministry, we've been doing our own church now since we met in 2013. God threw us into the bucket right away to get started. Got married. Yeah. Got started. Got started. And within uh, six months, we started establishing our ministry, which is our church. Mm-hmm. And right. we have a church ministry. And then we have uh, another ministry, which is what you're talking to, Destiny 508. But we uh, we do a church online and uh, have been pastoring that now since 2014. We have missions outreach in um, Kenya, India, India and Kenya and planting churches, a medical center, um, uh, schools. And uh, so we do that as well as a, as a ministry. So yeah. we that's, that's our love. And that's what we love helping uh, people get started yeah. as well. Well, you know, one of the first things that jumped out at me when I met you two, I was introduced by uh, Pastor James, Dr. William James good friend of ours um you two just seemed like two peas in a pod i mean you just resonate you i'm sure you have differences and maybe you're yin and yang in ways you have different strengths but you just really seem to complement each other so i mean let's go back and how and tell me how you met actually first because uh, you said you were thrown together it happened quickly and was it just love at first sight did you guys just hit it off right off the bat because i think it was unique. It was very unique. We'll tell you the story. Yeah, it tell was, us. It was a God encounter. Only God could have done it. We met at a church conference in 2013, uh, at the end of 2013. And neither one of us had, known had planned to go to that conference, but God said go. Mm-hmm. And we ended up in the overflow room where they had the gigantic screen, you know, that wasn't even anybody up there talking. Um, but they did, uh, the very first night, they did a, a call, if you want this. 
come forward. Come forward. God wants to impart to you, you know, something special. And so um, the room of about a thousand people just flooded forward. And I stood there and said, uh, this is silly. Mm. <laughs> but God said, do you want it? And I said, yes. <laughs> so I started climbing over the chairs because I couldn't get to the front. The aisles were too full. Um, thinking I was going to an open spot. But when I got to that open spot, it wasn't open at all. Uh, Todd was there. <laughs> I had gone down. There. I had <laughs> gone up earlier and and just said, "Lord, I, I want this. I need my life changed. I need a, a new experience and encounter with you, God." And just went forward. I literally it felt like the power of God hit me. I wound up on the floor. Yeah. I I felt like it was like God pushed me down, and I was just on my face in front of Him, and just for forty five minutes in the presence of God sitting there. And at that time, wow. she was climbing over chairs. This yeah. <laughs> open space was just me laying on the ground. Yep. And then I'm standing, it was, and I'm standing on a rack of chairs right behind him going, oh, I guess it's not open. And anyways, the spirit hit me and I just went down on the chairs. And then somebody came along, walking along the chairs and kicked me onto the floor. But when I, this is the unique part. So when I was laying there, I'm like, God, what, what are we doing? What's up? You know, I'm, I'm just feeling this joy in God. And I heard father say when I, he said, love this man. And all I could see was this guy laying on the floor. I had no idea who he was, but I'm an intercessor. And so when God says to love somebody, it's a pretty intense assignment for me. So anyways, he said, love him. And so from that, just said it for me. Um, I didn't think he'd be my husband. He's awfully cute, but he's younger than I am. So <laughs> <laughs> we got up in the chairs 45 minutes later and looked at each other and just, we were literally not separated from that moment forward. We got married seven weeks later. Wow. So, yeah. So it was a God encounter. And I had been praying as a single woman for three and a half years for God to bring my next husband, like a good Jewish dad. You know, I wanted him to arrange a marriage for me right. and I wanted someone who's going to be a divine alliance. That it was, we're put together for kingdom purposes, not just to meet each other's needs. And right. um, so our ministry, our primary ministry is actually called Divine Alliance International Ministries. And so that's the one we do outreach to Kenya and India. And so then we have a secondary ministry called Destiny 508, which is what helps, you know, nonprofits get started. Amen. But that was our start. Yep. So, yeah. Well, I love that word alliance because that, you know, I was struggling a little bit to describe you two when I met you, but that word alliance is ideal. I mean, it's perfect. And I, I agree. I'm a big fan of uh, and a big proponent of what I call divine choreography, mm. you know, because like a choreographer in dance, they're putting their their players in place or positioning them where they want them so that the outcome is is spectacular. and. Mm -hmm. that's what he did and obviously with what you're doing with your work it's a uh, you know he had bigger things in mind he needed to put you two together to make them happen so yeah, it's uh, obvious to anyone who knows you and anyone who knows what uh, destiny 508 and divine alliance is is accomplishing so thank you yeah we love doing that and we see that we see the alliance which is connection with purpose right so it, it we see these alliances happen with ministries now that we help set up ministry mm -hmm. leaders come into alignment with each other um and put their you know you know all their skill set all their ingenuity together and and do a much bigger 
um, mission and do a lot bigger ministry than they could do alone. So mm-hmm. we see a lot of that happening. We see alliances in marriages as well. We do see people, see people get connected. We love, love, love that. <laughs> yeah. So, but we also see businesses start coming together and helping um, expand the kingdom together, you know, on purpose. And um, that's what we love. That's why we help a lot of professional business leaders as well, uh, set up their own nonprofits and, and right. we'll talk a little bit more about yeah. that too. And actually that's how we found you. Was right. Alliance through someone else? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, our uh, our company, Certainty Management, you know, provides resources and and uh, savings for businesses, nonprofit and for profit. As you know, we're doing some things together with uh, low cost benefits and zero cost fundraising and so forth. So, um, you know, it's absolutely right. You know, you're no 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 man or woman is an island, right? We need to work together. We need help because even if you're a really good pastor, you may not be a really good businessman. You may need help in these other areas, and yeah. in fact, you usually need help. I don't think it's a maybe, right? We all do. So, uh, you know, I think your story as we get into <laughs> it is uh, is really fascinating. I think there's a lot of people who who will resonate with it because. I mean, I I feel the same way in my business. You know, I'm I'm good at certain things, but I'm not an expert at social media. I'm not a marketing expert. I, I don't do my own accounting and my own legal. And you know, you have to surround yourself with professionals and experts who are better at those things than you if you truly want to succeed. And that's where I think your uh, nonprofit clients are are benefiting so much. So, so uh, you know, there's a there's a quote on your website and. Let me just preface this by saying, I on my show there are uh, different hosts do it differently. Some go into a deep bio on their their guests. I prefer to not do that on my show because I feel like it takes up time and it's written in the description. So anyone who really wants to understand Todd and Tamara, please go read the bios, visit their website. They're very impressive. But I wanted to get to into more uh, more of your story and let them meet you, obviously hear you on the show and or maybe watch you on the YouTube that we're recording. So, but on your website, you talk about how Destiny 508 is a Christian ministry dedicated to helping believers release, and I love what you say here, the dreams, the visions, and callings that God has put on their hearts. Um, that's a pretty big, uh, that's a pretty big uh, mission because there are a lot of people out there who have have missions that they feel like they need to accomplish. They have a vision for doing good, for blessing others, Christian or not. You know, there's good Jewish organizations and mm-hmm. and uh, Buddhist and Singh and other you know other other faiths that are seeking to do good. Mm-hmm. You obviously are a Christian uh, organization. You're focused on uh, evangelical and Christian outreach, but um, I, I think that anything that Anyone who's seeking to to realize that calling that they feel, or to to bring that mission into fruition, they they, they struggle with two things. One, they feel driven to do it, and they want to do it well, and they, they they feel like it's something they need to do. But at the same time, they're scared, <laughs> and they're nervous, and they're over feeling overwhelmed because they don't always know how to get started, mm-hmm. and. I think uh, whether it's starting a new business or starting a new ministry, it's the same. You have the same fears. You have the same um, overwhelm, right, that you're dealing with. And that's where 
you guys come into the picture because you can take someone with that desire and lead them down the path. And not only that, but you're doing it in a way that's really unique. It's even even more empowering. So, so let's let's jump into a little bit about what brought you to Destiny 508. And then we're going to take a break and come back and really dig into what you do and how you do it. But you uh, you got married in seven weeks. That's fantastic. And when you know it's right, why wait? Right. Right. <laughs> um, my wife and I we got married the same time in the same way very quickly but it was 20 years after we first met so uh but there was a marriage in between and five children and you know and so forth but we reconnected we 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 found we felt like we were the ones that got away and we we reconnected it was very fast so i'm a big fan of fast weddings if it's right but exactly right (laughs) but from there Tell me a little bit about the precursor, the lead up to what you're doing today. What, what, what happened in between when you met, you got married, and before Destiny 508 was started? Yeah. Well, we we met, we were living in, in one house in the Puget Sound. We wound up buying, just a few months later, a five-acre property um, that had a house and a, a, a large machine shop building on the property. and we ministry is in our heart gathering hospitality is all that we had um we just started bringing people out together for prayer um on that property and we ended up taking that 3500 square foot old rundown building and made it into a ministry center with a center conference center apartment you know all the things you need for that and then we started having gatherings they just came it was amazing if you build it, they will come, right? And they they did. Absolutely. <laughs> we ran a ministry school out of there. We would take people, you know, on the street, show them how to pray for people, uh, for salvation, healing. It was just amazing. Wow. I bet they were, you have some great memories from those times. We did. How, how long ago was that? When did that all come about? Yeah, we purchased we, the property in, in 2014. And then we were there until almost the end of 2015. And then um, God moved us to Kansas. We kept it open for another year or so with other people leading it, but it was a, it was a bit of a challenge to do that from a distance. And we were flying back and forth every month. But the ministry so, still grew and a lot of things uh, yeah. was, was happening. So. We just actually took it online when it ended up closing. So the hmm. brick and mortar closed, but we took it all online. Mm-hmm. So we have all gotcha. online church. Yep. We were popular before it was popular. Yeah, we were online <laughs> church before. Yeah, that was all the rage. That's funny. Yeah, I, 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 I remember. I, I've been using Zoom for years, five, six years, maybe before people even knew what it was. I'd say, "Well, do you want to hop on Zoom with me?" And they'd say, "Zoom, isn't that a TV show? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the old Zoom uh, television series." But uh, yeah, anyway, so. Today we everybody knows what Zoom is. So okay, so what happened next? You you uh, moved to Kansas initially. You had a job, yeah. and you're yeah. now in Texas. So how did you go from Kansas to Texas? Wow, <laughs> uh, we move a lot because I, because <laughs> because I was bivocational. Uh, my day job was for the electrical utility engineering industry, uh-huh. and so I I went and helped start projects around the country. Um, at that time, Kansas was my focus and, and was building a lot of electrical substations, transmission lines in that state. My company needed to be out there. So that's how we wound up in Kansas. Yeah, for two and a half years. Yeah. And we're doing ministry out there and traveling as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that allowed us, you know, just to meet a lot of amazing people and help. We continued through that time, help start, you know, 508C1A nonprofit churches uh, around the country. We started doing that in about just after we got ours in 2014, yeah. we started helping other people. Yeah. Interesting. Precursors of Destiny 508, huh? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and continue the conversation. We're talking with Todd and Tamara Engwall of Destiny 508 um, about what they're doing to help faith-based organizations to really take back their constitutional liberties, to be able to accomplish more without the limitations that federal government can can place on 501c3s, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we'll be right back. Thanks, guys. Hold on tight. Certainty management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Finding Certainty. Our special guests today are Todd and Tamara Engwall of Divine Alliance and Destiny 508. And we're talking about their story about how they came from uh, the Pacific Northwest to Kansas to Texas, maybe a few stops in between, but it's it's been a journey, hasn't it, guys? It has. Been. It really has. It really has. You know, we're we're telling about my uh, time in in Kansas. We we were out there almost three years and uh, ministering in a, a local church uh, as well as as support uh, ministers there, and uh, plus doing our running our divine alliance ministry and doing outreach in in Kenya. And uh, it was starting back then. And we have a, a real good friend. He's our missions director. Um, Pastor Samuel Kyoko. He also uh, pastors a church in South Carolina. He came to the U.S. Uh, 20 years ago, got his seminary um, training, and then is now planting churches in Kenya. So we have three mm-hmm. church plants. We were talking a little bit 
uh, at the break um, that we've got started there. We've got seminary started, uh, children's school started. We're just getting the, we've got the plans drawn up for the medical clinic. They don't, they are over an hour from medical help and the, the babies are born uh, in the homes and there's no sanitation um, and people Damn. are dying and getting sick unnecessarily because mm-hmm. uh, there's no medical facility. So we're building that there as well. Uh, in fact, we just had our first five truckloads of block delivered there and uh, for the medical clinic. So that's wow. so it's going to be a two-story clinic. We've got a local uh, Kenyan um, architect drawing up the plans already, and those are beautiful. So yeah. we're doing that that outreach there. Kenya's yeah. really uh, taking off. Yeah, and we're still uh, working on. Saving money to build to dig a well there. There's no well in the village, yeah. so we're currently having to pay for water to be trucked in, which is uh, was fun when we were they built the baptismal and their baptismal is like a work of art. Yeah. So <laughs> to fill I, that thing up took quite a few truckloads, but uh, it's so, its own building actually. Its own a little, little structure. And, it's really yeah, amazing it's what they do. <laughs> culture, mm-hmm. but it's beautiful. We we love what we get to do there to make a difference in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bet. You know, I've been able to do some mission work in my life, spent a couple of years as a full-time missionary. And um, I think when you when you get the opportunity to serve in that way, where you're looking outward, you know, we spend so much of our time focused on our job, our business, our family. But when you when you do ministry or you do mission work and are focused outward, most people will say it was the best experience of their life, you know, the best two years, the best summer, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because when we are focused outward, everything changes. You know, our priorities change, our 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 heart changes. It's it's hard to explain until you've really experienced it, but it is absolutely a transformational event. Thanks. So okay, well um I'm I'm really interested. I'm really enjoying your story, guys. The uh you know, you, you you mentioned just briefly, um, Tamara, that your 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 passion project, you know, your first five hundred one c three, it didn't work, right? And that's a precursor to why you started Destiny Five Away because you, you you didn't want anyone else to have to go through that. You know, there's so many great missions out there, and and just really good pastors and 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 others um, that want to do good, but they need help. Right. So do you want to t- talk a little bit about what you learned from that failure and then we get into how you're helping fix it? Or should we just jump right into what you're doing as Destiny 508? Yeah, just a just a bit of a background. I was um, a National Highway Traffic Safety Administration uh, car seat safety technician trainer. I mean, I traveled the country training people about that. And so I stepped out of that and went into starting my own nonprofit doing that, helping people get their car seats in. Knowing that I was making a difference, it was the number one way kids were dying at the time. I mean, there's just a lot of passion in doing that. And um, what I discovered, though, is the administration of being a 501c3 using grant money was so burdensome. I couldn't do what I love to do. I had to train and hire and have other people do that work. And it sucked my passion out of me. And at the end of the day, at the end of five years of doing that, I I was drained. I was burned out. It was wasn't my you know. I was so broken. I felt like I failed in every way. Um, it was really the one of the lowest points of my life, but you know, professionally and internally. Um, but what I did is I wallowed for a while. But what I did is I went back to college. I went to college and I got a degree 
um, in leadership and ministry so that I would know how to administrate something like that and how to work better in a ministry because I called it a ministry. And so from that, when God called us into doing the 508s, doing it full time, helping ministries get started, um, what drove me passionately was I don't want anybody else to fail like that. And I failed from lack of knowledge. So right. if we can help people get the knowledge that they need to succeed at ministry leadership. Wow. I mean, that is a, that puts them so much further down the road to success because you can have a great heart with amazing passion, but if you don't know how to administer that, you know, uh, we love Miles Monroe and Miles Monroe talks a lot about being an administrator in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's exactly what we're helping people do. Step into that place of dominion over what God has given to them and administrate it well mm-hmm. so that the kingdom can advance here on earth yeah, yeah. the way God intended. Right. And, yeah. yeah. And, and we have, so that's why we do so much business management training. Right. A nonprofit is a business. It's just taxed differently. You still have to use good business principles. And that's why we are, makes us different than any other kind of registering agent. Um, we actually train, we, we give the business fundamentals. Uh, we teach people how to write their bylaws, how to get things set up, how to do ordination, um, the benefits mm-hmm. and, and how to do the marketing for the ministry, how to get the word out about the good that you're actually doing. In fact, it pushed us into starting our own software. So we have our own website and funnel and CRM builder that we got with some developers to help our nonprofit and ministry leaders and the businesses that support them. Um, have an online presence mm-hmm. because they weren't being found. We were struggling. We've been doing this, uh, whatever, eight years now. And we were telling our nonprofit leaders to go get your website built, get online, get a donate button on there so people can help you. And they just weren't doing it. So our passion to help people have the resources, have the training, mm-hmm. this comes from a lot of failure. Um, yeah. So thanks for asking. Thanks for bringing up a sore subject. <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. no, but really it's just like, come on, we got to, we got to help solve these things. Yeah. And um, what she struggled with, with the lack of education on that, we want to save some people some pain. So that's, that's why she's an amazing mm-hmm. uh, trainer and teacher and educator. So we love, we both love doing that. Right. So for any of you listeners out there who um, are following along and enjoying this story, I want to be clear what Destiny 508 does. Um, they are an organization that helps faith-based um, churches, outreaches, um, everything from homeless shelters to food kitchens, to et cetera. They, they have to be tied to a church, which Todd and Tamara can help them set up. There's a lot of flexibility in in an expression of church, a lot of different definitions. It can be online, it can be um, brick and mortar, it can have multiple purposes. Um, And I'll have you guys maybe talk about that for a minute. But but they've created this this company, this outreach of their church that helps others to either establish a church, to start that outreach, uh, maybe it's an existing church who's under a 501c3 right now, but they want to switch over to a 508c1a, which we're going to talk about what the difference is. But it, um, but not only are you helping people either do the setup or make the transition, but as you were saying, Todd, you're providing all these other resources, the training, the technology, the connections, the, uh, the access, et cetera, et cetera, so they can actually be successful. 
right? You're not just selling a business in a box and saying, good luck. I mean, this is a ministry. You are in the trenches with them, right? I know because I've seen you in, in action. But uh, so, so talk about, let's talk first about this definition of a church, because I, I know there's a, there's a wide range of, of different types of organizations who are benefiting from your assistance. And then let's get into the 501c3 versus the 508c1a. It's a mouthful. Yeah. Let's talk about the difference between the two. So uh, talk about the church first and really the, the focus of, of what you do and how it applies to a lot of different a lot of different reasons. I mean, just on your your uh, website, it talks about women's ministry, men's ministry, uh, Bible study, you know, youth groups, and yep. church and marriage, and I mean, the list goes on and on, right? So, absolutely, and and like we said, both of us are are seminary trained as well, and we've been ordained uh, multiple times as well as our own ministries ordained us. Um, so so we we understand big church, but if you start looking at the New Testament when Jesus established the church. Jesus was leading and meeting people's spiritual and physical needs in gatherings. He didn't right. carry, you know, four walls in his steeple. So many of our, our um, clients and the people that we help are, are ministries that look a little more like Jesus. Uh, look in the way of the formation. When you look at it, it's like, okay, they're not doing um, maybe so much of the Sunday worship and they've got a building but they're doing some of the, the gathering, but they're also helping people with practical needs and practical mm-hmm. help and, and loving, you know, letting the, the love of the father flow through them in real tangible ways. Okay. And that's who, who introdu- introduced us to the 508 was a nonprofit um, ministry that was ministering on the streets and they were bringing food to the homeless and they would bring uh, clothing and they would pray and, and just take care of their spiritual needs there out in the open, out in the streets. So it was very interesting. So there's a lot of different looks that the church has, a lot of faces of the church. So the 508 is for the church. It's a mandatory exception for the church and allows us to operate in a lot of different uh, ways. You want to say something? Yeah, dozens of different ways that people can serve. And I love, I say in the trenches, but, you know, I'm a veteran, so I guess I t- I think of military terms, but, um, you know, it's it's all about making a difference, right? We started this this radio show, Finding Certainty. I've told this story before, but when they were when they asked me what I wanted my show to be about, I said first, um, we need to be willing to evolve. We need to be willing to change as a business. And I completely agree with you, Todd. The only difference between a for profit and non profit is the word non. You still have to pay bills. You have to market yourself. You have to pay deal with accountants and attorneys and everything else. Right. But so I said, we need to, we need to, if we want to truly find a certainty in our lives and our businesses, we need to be willing to change and think outside the box and, and, and consider new relationships, new technologies and new approaches. And that 508C1A is definitely that. Right. But I said, the other side of it is we need to work together. Right. There's too much division in the country. There's too, you know, you vote different than I vote or, or, I go to church here, you go to church there. And and I said, for us to truly make a difference, to truly create certainty in our nation, we need to work together. We need to serve together, even if we differ. We have a lot more in common than we have differences, right? We both want nonprofits to succeed. We both want business to be strong. We want our kids safe at school, et cetera, et cetera. So we've got a couple more minutes before our next break, but which one of you want to define 
what the 508C1A does that a 501C3 does not, because it's a very important distinction. It is an important distinction from the perspective of the 508C1A is a mandatory exception to a 501C3. And it's only for those that are churches, auxiliary of churches, convention associations of churches. So basically, if you have a church or a faith-based organization, whether it's a a big full-blown denomination like the Catholic Church, or it's just a small mom-pa kind of store, or you're you're meeting people in your living room, or um, you're just doing outreach, it doesn't matter. That's the designation that was meant to be for a church in 1969 that, that was passed into law. So it's part of the Internal Revenue Code. Um, that's what we're, the numbers mean. It's an Internal Revenue Code. So the 501c3 came into practice for churches in 1950s for political purposes. It was a completely political move that that happened, that churches got put underneath that. So, and it was for the purpose of someone who was running for president who didn't want churches uh, or his opponent going to churches and speaking out against him. So he passed a law that put churches underneath the 501c3 rules that said they cannot talk. They, they signed away their rights to freedom of speech, their First Amendment rights. So that's one of the biggest differences between the two is the 508 gives you back your rights to freedom of speech. It gives you back your freedom of religion. Everything of all First Amendment rights, constitutional rights come back to you as a 508c1a. Mm-hmm. See, that's no small statement. I mean, I think most people... Mm-hmm. would be surprised to hear that as a 501c3, you've lost those rights. I think most people don't even realize that unless they're a pastor or a, a church leader dealing with it, right? Just the general public. I think that's a shocking uh, truth to even be aware of or to be to, to have uh, you know made, made, uh, made manifest. So it's a, big, it's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. It is a big deal. And part of it, when you become a 501c3, the jurisdiction of law, you're underneath the federal government. You have to have approval from the federal government to be in existence. A lot of people don't understand that either. So with the 508C1A, it's just by application. Nobody can tell you you can or cannot have a church. At the state level. It's at a state you're level. You're filed as an incorporated nonprofit at a state level. You can certainly be a church unincorporated, but if you choose to be incorporated and have a corporate veil, um, just another layer of protection, you're mm-hmm. filed at the state level. So the highest law on the land is constitution. Next highest law is state law. And the lowest is the federal law. So people right. don't know that filed either. at the state, yeah. state level. So very interesting. Yeah, very powerful. Yeah. Well, we're going to go to break again, guys. And um, I'm very interested by this conversation. We'll, we'll come back. We're visiting with Todd and Tamara Engwall of Destiny 508. So don't go away. We'll be right back. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself 
your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. You're listening to Finding Certainty, and I'm with my special guest, Todd and Tamara Engwall of Destiny 508. We're discussing the differences between a 501c3 and a 508c1a and the really extraordinary benefits. They're simple, but they're, they're powerful between the two. Um, I wanted to just put, make a quick plug uh, for your business services, though, Todd. You talked about how you provide marketing services and business services to help your clients succeed as a faith-based organization whatever their mission is whatever their focus you're helping them succeed you're not just setting them up and leaving them Mm -hmm. before they even get into that before they even can you know can focus on marketing and so forth and so on i love how you say that you know by you helping them in those areas it allows them time to be freed up to do what's really in their hearts right it's like a a dentist who's really good at dentistry, and if he doesn't have to focus on the business side, he can do better dental work, you know, or a contractor who's a roofer or something can focus on what he's really good at if someone else is dealing with the business headaches and marketing and so forth. You do the same thing for faith-based organizations. I think that's really important, but they really need to be set up right first. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that that more people aren't aware of this discrepancy between the two. I mean, it makes it seems to me that every church out there, every ministry should be a 508C1A. There's no reason for them not to. The only reason maybe they aren't is they don't they don't know about it. Is that is that safe to say? Yeah, absolutely. I had grown up in in a pastor's home. I had been in a seminary. I'd never heard of another designation for a church. There's there's, there's multiple ways a church could have, a, you know, register as a nonprofit. A lot of people don't know there's over 20 different types of nonprofit tax codes. And um, there's 502s, there's different 501s, 509. We do a 508 for the church, specifically for the church. Mm-hmm. So we love that mandatory exception for the church. Right. Talk more about that. What, what, what are the exceptions you're referring to? What are the, what are the benefits of the 508C when we talked a little bit about how it gives them the right to freedom of speech, freedom, freedom to assemble, freedom of religion. I mean, those are those are big <laughs> those are big freedoms, right? We're talking major constitutional liberties that have that have been squelched or they've been handcuffed by being a five hundred one c three. I think oftentimes without even realizing it. Is that I mean is that a fair statement? It, it <laughs> is, and some churches will even do the 
quarterly reporting or annual reporting and have to do that as a 501. They think they're that's what's needed. But under 508, you're just saying, I recognize that I am at church. I'm exempt from that reporting. So your books are closed as a 508. You're still doing best practices as a, uh, a nonprofit business and, um, you know, before your board and the congregation that you're leading. Um, but it, it saves you time from all those reporting requirements. You don't have to have mm-hmm. the staff for that now if you're just a church, you know, being recognized under the 508C1A saves you uh, time and you have more time for the mission. Right. Well, 501C3 is definitely, I think, the most recognizable, it's the most common, but everybody thinks of when you think of a nonprofit is a 501C3. And but that's not necessarily the best option. Now, to be a church, they don't have to have um, brick and mortar. They don't have to have four walls. It can be online. It can be virtual. It can be in a home. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to even um, have a, a clearly defined uh, Sunday service, right? You know, it's a, it's a very broad definition, which I think is important as people are considering ministries. I want to talk to that point for just a minute, and then let's... Let's get into a little bit more about some of the benefits. Yeah, so the the church is, uh, like you said, there isn't a real structure. Even in the federal government, there isn't necessarily a definition for church because there's so many expressions of faith that they can't say one way is the right way. But what um, what churches can do, we call it church overall broadly. That's a term we use. <clears throat> but it's really any faith-based organization. You have a heart and a mission and a a drive to serve the world based on your faith. Being looking like a church or meeting a qualification for a church is super easy to do. You gather together with a group of people, no matter how small or large, and you do it based on your communal faith. Great, you're a church. Now go out and do good. Go do. Right. I mean, we've heard some amazing stories of what people do with their good. Uh, and just the diversity is, we're always hearing something new. Mm-hmm. I just, like there's one, for example, in an inner city, I think it's Chicago, in an inner city, they're getting old, broken down warehouses and turning them into agroponic farms so that the inner city can have fresh fruits and vegetables. Wow. So they <laughs> That's awesome. You know I mean? So this, this church is doing yeah. incredible work. They certainly have their gatherings, but they're 24 seven, you know, outside of the four walls kind of thing is doing a lot of this outreach, a lot of this work and helping the community. It's, it's amazing what people have on their hearts to do and the diversity of that. So being a 508C1A allows you the covering to do that. And uh, you mentioned something that I want to just, you know, point to right now is that the 508C1A came into play in the 1969s because legislation went forward saying the 501C3 is basically for a church is unconstitutional. We've got to bring them back. Mm. So they made the 508 option um, exception there. So the challenge was, is that the 501 had already been in play for three or what, 15 years, Mm -hmm. three cycles of bringing in a president. Um, Mm. And I think the government and politicians really liked it (laughs) because the churches couldn't talk about them. Um, (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing that we already have built into our country. We've already got the freedom. So let's make full use of that. Yeah. Right. I love I love that they recognize that it was not constitutional and it needed to be fixed and Congress actually fixed it. So mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Any other benefits of 508 C1As that you yeah. just want to throw out real quick? 
Yeah, one of my favorite, and I mentioned it earlier when I was telling a little bit about our story, is that it's what we call a legacy asset. As the person who is the founding director of a 508C1A, um, you're part of the board. You're actually the president of the board, whether you're the pastor of the church or not is not the question, but it, that 508C1A, you cannot be removed from that board of directors. It's yours in perpetuity, Mm -hmm. which with a 501c3, it doesn't matter who starts that organization. The board has whole 100% control and can remove that person at any time. With a 508c1a, that's not possible. So you can pass it down to family members if you want to, or to whomever you want to pass it to. It can go on and on. You can have family members on your board as well. You can have family members on your board. With a 501, you're not supposed to. Nice. Yeah. I love two words. I love the word kingdom and I love the word legacy. And so you're, you are uh, striking chords with me for sure. <laughs> so real quick, any, uh, are there any downsides to 508C1As? Yeah, I think the number one downside that we people, I don't know that it's a downside. It's just a reality of it. With the 501C3, it's a lot easier to get grant money if that's what you want to do. It's the only way you can get grant federal money. Federal grant money. Federal grant or there's ways to do it, but it's really not easy to get any kind of grants with a 508C1A. Now, you can get private grants or foundation money or things like that. Corporate but, grants. But it's not as easy because they can't check up on you. You are not, you're a non-reporting entity. You don't file anything with the federal government other than to get an EIN number. So that means the grantors can't go looking for you to verify that you are using your money well or that you're legitimate or whatever. So um, that is one of the, if people want grants, they need to go to be a 501c3 and we encourage them to be humanitarian or social based, not religious based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When a lot of ministries start, we'll, we'll tell them do the simple 508, start your nonprofit as a private nonprofit with mm-hmm. the 508. And then if you do need to get federal grant money and you're doing some, some good things, just like, mm-hmm. you know, there's one of the dream centers is one of one of our clients and they've done that. They have a 501c3, get million dollar grants They have the 508. They're able to do the pastoral and the ministry work, the life transformation work, mm-hmm. and, and they're able to benefit from that. So there is a place for the 501c3, um, mm-hmm. but just as humanitarian, there's just a lot of uh, pushback under the the religious nonprofit or the church being under 501c3. So we're just trying to let the church know that, you know, set your ministry up under the 508, recognizing the 508, be a church organization and get that um, simplified starting out. And that people helps, that helps people get their, their name out there in, in the marketplace, in the, in, in the world, and they can, you know, make an impact quickly, a lot right. more quickly with the 508. <laughs> Well, you know, we've talked about how challenging it is to uh, to raise funds for nonprofits. You know, certainty management. We have a zero cost fundraising option for for nonprofits, and really, you have to either sell something, ask for donations, or get go get grants. And they're all difficult, right? Yeah. They're all exhausting. You talked about being burned out when you were trying to do your your child, uh, you know, safety seat uh, yeah. business or organization. So, um, so just in closing, we're coming up on the end, but who is reaching out to you? You're, you're getting these thousands of calls of people and you've set up hundreds of organizations to do exactly this. And you've really streamlined this, this program. You provide ongoing support. The list goes on and on, but I know there's different kinds of groups or categories that are reaching out to you. Do you mind just sharing that before we close here? 
Sure. We, um, we have a lot of different faith-based people coming, not just all Christians, but a lot of people reach out and want this, but a lot of them are individuals with that dream, that vision, that calling on their life. And they're just like, okay, now's the time God's pressing me to do this. I have to figure out how to do this. And so they come to us and go, God told me I can't be a 501c3, but I didn't know there's an option. So we get a lot of individuals who do that, who have a heart and a passion. The other group that we get are churches, churches who want to get their freedoms back. Um, So all sizes, small to some of the mega churches, you know, that we've worked with. Um, We also have an interesting growing clientele. um, Of just some, so we have some high net worth professionals, mm -hmm. um, business leaders that are saying, hey, I, I want to be able to donate to a nonprofit. Can I start my own and hire a pastor or a, a leader to be able to take that nonprofit and run with it? They've actually done that and they're able to um, get a tax benefit uh, as well um, by funding their own nonprofit. So we get a lot of professionals uh, and business leaders uh, reach out to us. And then, you know what? There was a fourth one that I, I thought of the other day yeah. um, that come to us. We get calls from pastors who, who are in a denomination, a 501c3 denomination, but they have their own personal calling and something that they want to reach out with. And they say, can I start my own personal ministry, you know, Mm -hmm. on the side? I've got, I just want to go downtown. Our church doesn't have the staff. We have enough staff to do the Sunday services, et cetera, but we don't have staff and an organization to get downtown and help the homeless. They start ministries like that or help broken marriages. We see a lot of that as well. So it's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. that way. Right. I'm sure it's a, a split between uh, people wanting to start and existing churches who want to get their freedoms back and mm-hmm. you know, who are dealing with where a morality issue is a political issue and, and they want to be able to speak about things that are important to them. And so we are we are up against our our time clock, but we uh, we've I've really enjoyed hearing what you guys do. I was aware of it already. I, you know, we've gotten to know each other a little bit, but coming to understand it a little bit better. I think anyone out there, any of you listeners who have have had something on your heart that you'd like to implement, you'd like to expand, or you're a church who wants more flexibility and more empowerment, please reach out to Todd and Tamara. Do you guys mind sharing just uh, how they can get a hold of you real quick? Yeah. Uh, the easiest way is just to text us at 253-264-0508. Text the word voice. And uh, we'll send you our uh, ebook on the 508 and a, a little bonus, and we'll we'll uh, we'll be in touch there and, and give you a way to um, book a call with us if you just want a quick appointment. We can certainly talk with you there as well. Or you can find right. us on our website at destiny508.com. All right, thanks, guys. Any questions on the show? You can text the word certainty to two six seven eight six. So. Uh, thanks for listening in Todd and Tamara. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate you guys and best of luck. Continue the work. It's so important mm-hmm. and we support you 100%. You've been listening to Finding Certainty next week where we have a really extraordinary show highlighting what a group called Ward Holdings is doing to help Africa empower its, its farmers, its importers, its, its citizens to bring food into America at lower costs, but also empowering the people of, of Africa. I'm very excited about this show. We're going to be interviewing multiple people during this show, together with my co-host, Frank Hellring of Business Buzz. We are out of time. Thanks for being on Finding Certainty, and we'll see you next week. 
Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.